Hello and welcome to Tech Latest by Nikkei Asia, where we bring you the freshest updates from the technology sector in Asia. Every episode, one of our reporters from the region will be filling us in on the tech news on their radar, from semiconductors in China to space travel in Japan to startups in Indonesia. From Nikkei Asia's Tokyo headquarters, I'm Alice French. In this episode, my colleague Jada Nagamo is talking to Tokyo correspondent Yotaro Sato about Panasonic and how it plans to regain its global prestige as a maker of electric vehicle batteries. Hi, Ryotaro. How are you doing? Hi, Jada. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us today. So you were in the U.S. for some time, right? I heard that on your way to CES, you made some stops elsewhere. Yes, I was visiting the city of DeSoto in Kansas, some 30 to 40 minutes by car from Kansas City's uh, main business area. I was trying to see the Panasonic Energy's latest uh, EV battery factory being constructed. Um, it, it was huge, really couldn't fit in my photo angle because it didn't have a, a wide angle lens. I had to use my iPhones. Um, it's their new factory in the US since the joint Gigafactory with Tesla in 2017. And we thought it was sort of like a symbolized the Japanese company's push to regain leadership in the global market, which has been uh, declining for um, from the early 2000s. It's in our big story this week. Yeah, you wrote the big story uh, this week on Panasonic. Um, you also reported from CES in Las Vegas where the Japanese company told you that they still plan to build a third EV battery plant in the U.S. But last year, it dropped a plan to build one in Oklahoma. Can you tell us what exactly Panasonic is aiming to achieve in the U.S. market? What are some of its plans and goals? Right. So Panasonic does not disclose uh, details of its plans much. But the fact is that they are needing more factories in the U.S. to meet the sort of the initial goal to quadruple their production capacity by 2031 or to sort of uh, to keep its presence as a number one position in the North American market. Uh, multiple executives have told us that they are sticking to the plans by uh, 2031, although I'm a little concerned that they, the time to decide on the investment may be running out. The reason to focus on America is that Panasonic fears the market's more unlikely to spur to a price war like Chinese market, as consumers are, would likely favor EVs with more driving range. And Panasonic's high capacity battery would be ideal for this market. But to put it simply, the Japanese company is hoping that customers will pay more for their good batteries. There is also a geopolitical aspect to this. And as China, US, and also Europe sort of uh, a battling for the leadership in the U.S. technology. Washington is introducing tax incentive with favors investment within the allied nations, U.S., Canada, Japan, South Korea, etc. I think this gave the Panasonic incentives to focus more on the U.S. supply chain, building the U.S. supply chain, because it's not just battery factories that needed investment. You need lithium, graphite, silicon, and other materials as well. And you can't really invest everywhere. I see. Thank you so much for that rundown. And you mentioned um, China, but what are some prospects for Panasonic and other markets? It's facing growing competition from global rivals, including those in China and South Korea. So according to a research company, Panasonic market share for electrified vehicles is less than 10% now, which is sort of gradually declining over time. 
I think they were around 20% or to 30% in the early 2010s and held a number of positions at one time. Uh, the current big players are now uh, Chinese companies like CATL or BYD, which really took off in the recent years. They occupy more than half of the market. It was really pushed up by a strong growth in EVs in the Chinese market. Also, South Korean LG and SK are doing good. They also captured demands in Asia, Europe, and in the US. I see. So it's really crucial for Panasonic to kind of succeed in the US market. But so Panasonic is Japan's biggest maker of EV batteries and was once the biggest in the world. But Japan has somewhat lost its prestige in the global market. Um, and I understand that Panasonic's recent push to invest in the US is part of a wider effort by Japanese companies to regain its battery crown, right? Yes, Tokyo made lithium uh, ion batteries the maybe number two priority next to effort to revive the semiconductor industry. They are giving a big subsidy to company, companies who are investing uh, in production capacity in Japan. The government is concerned that losing the lithium ion battery production race would mean future risk of supply shortage. Lithium ion batteries are used in EVs, storage of renewable energy, data centers, that's sort of a very important area for the um, future uh, economy. Thanks so much, Ryotaro, for joining us today. Uh, before you go, are there any other stories you'd like to recommend to our listeners this week? Uh, there was a recent story from uh, Bangkok, Mumbai, and New York correspondents in Nikkei that uh, Asian countries, uh, uh, notably India, are trying to attract investment from Tesla and push to build their own EV supply chain in the country. And this was very interesting because um, Asian strategy, um, Southeast Asia strategy is something which relatively lacking in the Japanese battery makers. Um, but if you assume that Japanese battery makers will want to go after the big uh, uh, Japanese automobile, automobile makers uh, like Toyota or Honda, uh, you would definitely want to invest in Southeast Asia, which is one of the major markets for the company. Like This would like ultimately come down to how automakers will address the EV market in Asia, where the price war with Chinese or local makers will be much, much more intense than in North America. Yes, that was definitely another um, great EV story we had this week. Uh, but thank you so much, Ryotaro, for joining us. And I hope to speak to you again soon. Thank you. That's all for this episode. You can read more of Ryotaro's reporting, along with a host of other stories about Asia's tech industry, on Nikkei Asia's website, asia.nikkei.com. And if you like what you hear, why not subscribe to our weekly Tech Asia newsletter? which will be delivered to your inbox every Thursday. There's a link to sign up in the show notes. And whilst we still have you, if you're enjoying Tech Latest and would like to support us, please do give us a follow on whichever podcast platform you use. We also really appreciate any reviews you can leave as these help new listeners to find our episodes. Finally, if you'd like to hear more audio content from Nikkei Asia, we recently launched another podcast, Nikkei Asia News Roundup, that gives you a simple overview of the week's headlines. If you're interested to have a listen, search Nikkei Asia on your podcast provider to find it. Thank you, and check back in next time for more updates on the tech trends that matter.